Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 209th ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast, brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the Revolut Advertising Studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm amazing. You are? It's, it's freaking game week, Cameron. Game week. Let's go. I'm wearing my official gold to sit in the correct section. You we will be there. Fantastic. Uh, I, th- I think it sounds like we're going to meet up with uh, some listeners um, that are Patreon supporters. If you are a listener, we're not going to have podcast shirts on, so you'll have to actually recognize us. Mm-hmm. But if you see us, say hi. If you don't want to talk to us, that's totally fine. Kyle doesn't want to talk to you either. <laughs> that's not true. I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> um we're going to preview the Louisiana Tech game. We're going to talk about the depth chart and all of that. Uh, a few news items. Um, before we do, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Leave us a review on the podcast platform you listen to us on. And you can support us directly on Patreon, patreon.com slash Missouri Sports Pod. Um, when was the last time you went to a season opener? Have you ever gone to a season opener before? Yeah, it's been a little while, I think. I I remember going to a game against Western Illinois where Henry Josie had 200 rushing yards in the first half. It was like uh, the year that he – it was maybe the last year in the Big 12 when he uh, tore up his knee. Mm-hmm. I went to that season opener – we went to the home opener a couple of seasons ago against West Virginia. I think that oh, yeah. was maybe the year they mm-hmm. lost to Wyoming in week one. But that was the first game at home that year. Yeah. I remember it being really hot. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of those early season games we've been to, it's like, oh, my gosh, it's yeah. hot. Yeah. It's like blistering sun. <laughs> yeah, I'm not one to buy refreshments at games, really. At least I never was. I've kind of started doing that more why you're just really disciplined on a budget or i guess i don't know that's just kind of just don't want to deal with it we grew up like my family didn't you know we would take our own snacks to the movies Mm -hmm. and stuff and uh i don't know like when we went to amusement parks and stuff we didn't really buy stuff there because it's just expensive to get in that makes sense uh so well it's missouri and you need to support them with your investment of course yeah that's how it works (laughs) that uh Anyway, uh, this was all to say that uh, nowadays I'll buy a lemonade, okay, or something, That's a, a frozen drink, especially doing your part. It hits the spot. Yeah, for real. Um, it's a night game, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a little bit of uh, well, there was just some tweets earlier uh, today. I guess uh, Desiree Reed Francois was talking about her experience at Virginia Tech, kind of with that. Obviously, they have a an electric game atmosphere and uh you know it's always known as a rowdy place to watch a game so i think she kind of came in saw the schedule and was like we need to figure something out here so we're gonna have a home night game on thursday against louisiana tech you're looking at me like where where did you say is a she was the environment uh virginia tech blacksburg okay yeah you don't know about them i've heard of them she used to be out there yeah okay i didn't know that yeah. So uh, now you got me questioning my no, entire right, life. Right. Yeah. I, nope. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, we needed this. I mean, I think 
the way the schedule previously was set up is we were going to go on the road to I can't even remember where Middle Tennessee State. Yeah, like wh- why on earth were we going to play on the road against Middle Middle Tennessee State? I have no idea. I think we were doing like a home and home from way back when, which they actually they beat us at at Mizzou. Yeah, back you know five or six years ago. And so, so we were going to return the favor. To be the other yes, half I, of that. I believe we just bought out the game and said no. Let's open the open the year at home and against a little better opponent maybe. And how uh, much for us to not play this game? I mean, that was such a great move. And yeah. I mean, I mean, think about it. A lot of their games in the first half of the year are on the road. It's just I don't know. I feel like you're an SEC school. You got to open the season at home unless you're playing a legitimate team on the road or something. Yeah, yeah. If you're playing a, a power five team, like Wyoming. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things that made me think maybe she, you know, just kind of gets it a little bit Mm -hmm. as far as, and they, they've been trying to do some fan experience improvements and stuff like that. But, um, you know, not having a night game at home last year. And then that was like a pretty significant complaint, rightfully so of the entire fan base. That was brutal. And uh, to get that, corrected immediately i don't know it's a good sign yeah they're definitely uh trying to innovate that's for sure uh some random news notes before we get to the proper preview um mizzou is going to have a i can't actually remember if he's five star uh if he's not he will be i think uh 2024 basketball recruit john bowl will be on campus for an official visit on the weekend of September 16th. Uh, he is a big man from uh, CBC in St. Louis and obviously going to be a priority in-state recruit for Coach Gates and uh, be good to get him on campus early. Yeah, Gates is saying, I don't need the transfer portal. I'm just going to load up on talented high school kids. That sounds good to me. I'm fine with that. We can still sprinkle in a transfer there every once in a while. Um on the nfl side of things we were looking at former tigers in the nfl it was kind of a bad day for some former tigers um tyree gillespie was waived by the titans and tyler Beatty was waived by the ravens yeah yeah, to make room for Kenyon drake of all people yeah this yeah this hurts me deep uh i really felt like tyler Beatty had a good camp and was a, it was a good landing spot. It was from a pretty the beginning. good. It was a pretty good landing spot for him. I, you know, I think Baltimore they're kind of a unique offense, especially with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. I don't think that they utilize the pass game with their running backs as much as they could, and that's kind of what Tyler Beatty specializes in. So, I definitely think there are uh, there are definitely better uh, fits for Tyler Beatty's skill set. So maybe he'll end up on a team that that throws to the running backs a little bit more, but. I thought they might make a concerted effort to do that more when he's in the game. Maybe. I thought they might, you know, switch it up Yeah, with him a little bit. Yeah, it is disappointing. I mean, they're basically giving – they're investing in old man Mike Davis. And, yeah, like you said, they picked up Kenyon Drake today who was cut by the Raiders, a, you know, a week ago or so. So, I don't know, just kind of picking up some mediocre vets who I think are don't have much juice left um, is, is an interesting move. But hopefully uh, I, he'll end up on another roster for sure. He could still be a practice squad guy for the Ravens as well. Yeah. Um, we Mizzou football got a transfer commitment from Miami cornerback Marcus Clark. And 
he might play this year. They're going to – sounds like they're going to pursue the waiver process for getting him immediate eligibility. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, uh, we'll see him next year, and I think he still has three years of eligibility. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Um, he's a cornerback who was at Miami, and I believe he was recruited potentially by Blake Baker, who's now Missouri's defensive coordinator whenever uh, Blake Baker was at Miami. Um, it sounds like there was some kind of overlap there. They obviously have a connection, and that's why – uh, Missouri seemed to kind of be the destination from the get-go in, after he transferred. So um, I think he had like 25 tackles in the interception last year, started four or five games for Miami, um, maybe got passed up on the depth chart um, this fall. So he was probably looking for a new opportunity somewhere else. And Yeah, he came out and said very plainly, uh, just playing time. Yep. Wasn't going to get any reps. So. Yep. And, you know, even if he were to get a waiver to play this year, uh, I think there's definitely at least two or three guys clearly in front of him, mm-hmm. and I don't know how, that he would play a ton anyway. So if he has to sit out the year and, and redshirt, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. All right. So um, I didn't say this up front, but after we preview Louisiana Tech, we do have SEC Pickham plus Nebraska as well. That time of the year? Um let's get into it louisiana tech week one home night game we'll be there it's going to be a lot of fun um louisiana tech not a very good team we should win this game i'll tell you a little bit about them though head coach sonny cumbie in his first year at louisiana tech he is installing a new air raid offense and uh sonny cumbie he was offensive coordinator at Texas Tech and TCU, learned from Mike Leach and Cliff Kingsbury. And um, you should you need to look up what he looks like. Sonny okay. Cumbie looks like he absolutely does air raid offense, and he looks like kind of like a mad scientist character a little bit, where I can just see him spending hours just like <laughs> trying to add a, a one little wrinkle to this like receiver route tree to uh you know improve the offense so i'm gonna call him the mad scientist my phone's acting really slowly i'm still trying to bring up this this photo yeah i can kind of see that a little bit kind of got some crazy hair going on yeah just maybe just a little bit of a wild look in his eye like you could just see you know he's up till 4 a.m oh yeah just and then he, he gets he like has a eureka I can have this wide receiver do this, and that's a touchdown. I like that a lot. I think that's very that fits very well with his appearance. He almost has like a. Oh, I don't know. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a great name, uh, great head of hair, and great offensive mind. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's gonna be able to install it to the install the air raid to the level that he would like for game one at a new school yeah lots of um, new players on that offense too yeah i think they are replacing 10 starters from last year's offense which isn't necessarily a bad thing they only won three games last year um they do have a new starting quarterback his name is matthew downing he transferred in from tcu he's a redshirt junior i think he overlaps with sonny Cumbie being the offensive coordinator there i think he probably recruited him so he came over and um you know like i said their offense will be explosive um probably in this game from time to time and they're going to run uh fast tempo 
try to get a lot of possessions, a lot of plays, and, um, you know, if there's reason to be a little bit concerned that they might put up more points against Missouri than we'd be comfortable with. Um, we have to assume Missouri's defense has improved from last year and they're going to have better athletes and Louisiana Tech won't be able to just score at will. But I could see when, when you have a high possession game, it's going to be uh, more of a high scoring blowout than, a, you know, 35 to zero score. I think. Yeah, I think uh, probably a lot of the listeners remember uh, two weeks ago I sat here in this very spot and talked up every individual member of the starting defense, and uh, that's going to be tested right right <laughs> off the bat. Um, whether or not we were right in thinking that this defense will be better, um, you know, there, there's every reason to think they will be improved, and um, you know on an individual level and on a team level. And I think the secondary is kind of our strength, which I think can create a lot of problems for an air raid offense that's kind of just starting to develop and but yeah it's absolutely possible that um there's some explosive plays that happen and maybe uh catch us off guard a little bit catch us out of position whatever it is but you know whatever the case is I, it should be a fun game just from an entertainment standpoint even if there are some explosive plays from louisiana tech because that gives uh some of those new studs on mizzou's offense to make a chance to have a chance to go out there and make some plays too so I don't, I don't think we really want to get into a race or a shootout or anything like that, but, um, and I don't think that it necessarily will be, but I, would not be, I wouldn't be shocked at all if Louisiana Tech breaks off some, some big plays. Yeah, and I think for every big play that they get on offense, I can see there being, you know, an interception or um, a big, you know, sack by the defense that's going to derail a drive. So I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball very well consistently. But um, like I said, with that many possessions, there's going to be an opportunity for just a, a broken play on defense or missed coverage or something to turn into a touchdown. Now, whenever we played Mississippi State um, two seasons ago, obviously they came into that game it was the last game of the season the regular mm -hmm. season mm -hmm. they came to that game running running game. the ball yeah. like i don't know less than 10 times a game almost you know and mike leach is just absolute pure like air raid of an offense and they just completely exploited missouri's weakness and yep. just started running the ball a bunch any chance we see any any change of strategy from what they might typically do try to exploit what they i mean what they know about missouri yeah. is last year they were god-awful at stopping the run you might know, as well test it yeah um i don't think it'll work probably not um just the talent disparity yeah if they tried to pound the ball on the ground even for a few possessions um they're gonna have to score on those possessions because i think the missouri offense will have a good day and um if you slow the game down at all then you're losing your advantage of you know having a ton of possessions so it's to i could see them running the ball with some success but that they'll be too weak there and in they're my probably going to be behind most of the game anyway exactly yeah so that could they could try that and we may have a, a lower scoring first quarter without a lot of action but as soon as i think in the second quarter missouri's offense will pull away and then if they did try to do that they would have to kind of abandon it Mm -hmm. towards the middle of the second quarter and the entire second half. Yeah. 
Uh, Missouri's offense, we've kind of been alluding to the fact that they should have a good game. Um, it'll be a nice opportunity for Brady Cook to get comfortable and spread the ball around to his weapons and um, really across the board. The offensive line shouldn't have any issues. The running backs, we should be able to get a rhythm with somebody. Um, and we, we, we should have talked about the depth chart before we started I was going to bring that this, up, but I figured but we could work it in later. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get back to the depth chart. <laughs> um, the running backs shouldn't have the, – the entire offense will probably have some first game of the season issues, but they ought to be able to hit their stride and just show that they're the more talented group out there. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, uh, th- exactly like you said, this is an opportunity to get some confidence, start off the year hot, and uh, get the ball in the hands of the playmakers. We'll do the depth chart, and then we'll hop back down to giving a score prediction for the game. Okay. So on offense, a shout-out to Dave Matter for tweeting a picture of the depth chart. Um, on offense, starting with quarterback, we knew Brady Cook was going to be the starter, but then behind him we have Jack Abraham or Sam Horn or Tyler Macon. And Coach Drinkwitz has said legitimately the circumstance will dictate who comes in if uh, Brady Cook gets hurt or if they're, you know, have a nice lead and they want to bring somebody in, they'll decide in the moment, basically, it sounds yeah. like. I mean, do you think he'll have, do you think he would know, like in pregame, who's coming in? I think so, based on what happens, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like uh, if there is an injury and we're in a game where we, we need somebody to come in and win the game, like close it out or something like that, then I think it's probably Jack Abraham with his experience and you know maybe being there before but if they're blowing somebody out and they just want to give somebody reps it's uh, it has to be sam horn right i think so yeah i mean we've seen some practice film of unless sam you're horn. worried about him losing his red shirt i don't think that that's something they're too worried about and there's not too many games on the schedule where i think they're, they're going to be blowing somebody out yeah. enough to bring in the, the backup so might as well get them out there early but um yeah we've seen a couple of clips of sam horn in practice he, I mean, incredibly small sample size and just watching practice video, but he looks like he could be what we've, what yeah. we hoped he could be. Like yeah. just like beautiful ball. Yeah. It's it, honestly the, the closest thing since Drew Locke, as far as just the yes. ease of the throws that he's making. Yeah. Just the throwing motion. Yeah. And yeah, Very just natural. how he looks. Yes, absolutely. Very smooth. So Brady Cook will be the quarterback and he should be in for a pretty good game. Hopefully we see Sam Horn uh, once we have a nice lead. At running back, we have two groups of three. (laughs) We have three first stringers, Elijah Young, Cody Schrader, and uh, Nathaniel Pete. And then backing them up, we have Todd Butts, uh, Michael Cox, and BJ Harris. So I don't think I've ever seen anything like that I don't think on either. a depth chart. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, you know, that's just kind of the nature of the room. I think right now there's no clear leader. And, um, you know, that's definitely the biggest question mark on the offense by far is just like who's going to be getting the ball there and who's going to take the kind of take the lead. But um, I was a little bit surprised, I guess, to see like Michael Cox and uh, BJ Harris like at the bottom towards to Jones isn't even on this the six deep um, which is I guess I wouldn't say concerning but you know he's definitely probably the highest upside guy in the room so um, I don't know it's, it's gonna be interesting to kind of see if that changes it all through the year and like you know how they use guys situationally um, 
you know, I think Nathaniel Pete will probably still end up getting the most carries on the season, but I know he had a f- some like soft tissue um, like stuff going on in camp, and so maybe he missed a few practices and stuff with some injuries. But um, I still think he's probably the best candidate to uh, to take over the role if anyone's going to do it. So do you think in this first game we'll see any of that second group? Butts, uh, Cox, Harris? Yeah, yeah I, I think we'll see like four different running backs, and they'll just kind of see who the hot hand is. Um, you know, it is a little bit surprising even that Elijah Young was like number one on the depth chart, and maybe that's just because uh, he is the one that's multi- the most healthy right now. But Is I mean, that Elijah, how we read that, though? I feel mean? like I don't know that we read it young Schrader okay. Pete in that order They're just all it's yeah. 1a 1b 1c yeah yeah I don't know I mean um I'm if it'd you be interesting to see who's literally on the field for the first snap right yeah I mean Elijah Young if you look what the coaching staff has done you know in previous years I mean they put him out there somebody you know isn't super consistent and they clearly just wanted to ride Tyler Beatty in, in every moment possible and even in some of the you know the close distance stuff they would put michael cox in there and mm-hmm. so i don't know they haven't seemed to trust elijah young a lot in recent seasons but you know i mean he's a year older now so and he's got a lot more opportunity so i don't know i think it's just going to be a revolving door of guys yeah at least early we'll figure something out uh then at tight end we have tyler stevens as the it's hard to read this depth chart honestly many oars yeah uh we have tyler stevens or kibet chepiator <laughs> kibet chepiator my boy who is that he's a, t- a walk-in tight end okay walk on not walk in okay. a walk-in appointment uh yeah well, he's like a graduate student like been in the he's like probably 25 years old i've never <laughs> heard of him so i actually i think i saw him like on the roster list but i don't i didn't recognize him oh come on i've talked to cheffy tour before we're, we're gonna be talking him up this year maybe, I, think. I mean they're gonna have to we're gonna have to put him out there i think um but then ryan Horsecamp is second string if i'm reading this correctly by himself yeah a little disappointing yeah um, I predicted Tyler Stevens to have a breakout year yes, as far as, you know, compared to the production. What's a, pre- what's a breakout year for a brand new tight end? I said that he would this year have more receptions, yards, and touchdowns than he has, than he had in his career at Buffalo. Okay. So that was like, like a, if he gets two touchdowns, he's a, break- a breakout. Correct. Oh, okay. And like 200 yards. Wow. That is, we take it, right? Yeah. I mean, there's. A lot of weapons on this offense. If your tight end is coming in, providing blocking plus 200 yards and a couple touchdowns, I'll take it. I saw an interview he did fairly recently where he was, like, jazzed. He was, like, high energy, like, just ready to roll. I mean, coming from Buffalo to Mizzou, I mean, playing all, in the SEC. Almost, like, uncomfortably excited, like, about just I like the sound football. of that. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. All right, moving on to the wide receivers, we have... The only player that is solidly the number one guy at their position is Luther Burton. Everybody yeah. else has an or next to their name. There's so many ors. Yeah. Luther Burton by himself. Then behind him is Towski Dove or Chance Looper. But also Chance Looper or Mookie Cooper or Towski Dove are all listed separately. 
and then Dominic Lovett or Barrett Bannister in the slot with uh, Makai Miller behind them. So it sounds like for the first play of the game, it'll most likely be Looper, Burden, and Lovett out there. But, I, but I it do, could be Mookie Cooper or, or Barrett Bannister. I do think those are, are uh, I don't know. I mean, th- I, Toski Dove is, is a very good player, but as far as like our highest upside, most complete explosive wide receivers, I think those are the three guys. Um, yeah. Burden, Looper, and Lovett, for yeah. sure. I think those... Those guys have the potential to be to be really good. I was, um, you know, I've been talking up Towski Dove pretty much all off season, and he might be like fourth or fifth guy. Yeah, yeah. which is insane. I mean, he has been so reliable uh, in his time at Mizzou. Mm-hmm. But if these younger guys are proving that much, I mean, we know Coach Drinkwitz likes experience, and yeah, if the young guys are stepping up and pushing him down the depth chart, yeah. I think. That's a win. We already thought the wide receiver group was going to be the best group on the entire team. Mm-hmm. And seeing the depth chart makes me think that they may, may be ahead of schedule. Yeah. And even with thinking that they're going to be the best, they might actually outperform expectations. Do you have anything you want to maybe walk back or anything you want to just say about Burden? Anything you want to get off your chest about Luther Burden before you know, yeah, season yeah, starts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get something on my chest. Okay. I don't think Luther Burden is going to have 500 receiving yards this year okay wow he doubled down he doubled down everybody (laughs) i would be thrilled if he does but that is rare for a true freshman wide receiver to come in and have a huge impact Uh, based on a couple of things i've heard from you this episode it sounds like you wouldn't even want to buy his chips i love you don't want want to spend up (laughs) on anything like no you know you're you're a budgeter you don't like luther burden at all all right, I'll set a few things straight. First of all, I'm not a budgeter. I'm just cheap. Okay. Okay, so that's it, the budget's up even, here. Okay. Okay. So like maybe even worse. Exactly. Yeah. Me too, uh, though. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that's relatable. That's fine. You don't really know how much money you Nobody have. Nobody actually how much budgets. It's just like, well, we were over budget this month. Oh well, <laughs> you know. Yeah. My wife used to budget. And then, yeah, it's like, well, we went over on entertainment. Yep. And like, what are we going to do about it? Uh, take it out of the food budget, <laughs> I guess. No Luther Burden chips next month. Luther Burden chips. Now, would that go under entertainment or food? Are you eating it or keeping it as a collectible? Both. That's a good question. We'll get a bag for each category. Yeah, I'd probably go food, but I don't know. I mean, that's some serious like, like accounting philosophy problems there yeah Yeah. we can can move some stuff around in the books to make that work sure what were we talking about oh yeah how you don't think i okay first of all that second of all i love luther burden i think he's going to be incredible i think here's what i think about luther burden he is the most polished freshman receiver i remember seeing i mean we're talking about the guys that go to alabama like yep. Smith, Waddle, uh, Jerry Judy, um, who else? Like that's the type of player we're getting. And I think he's got the best hands. He's right up there with the best of that group. Um, route running, he's going to be up there with the best of that group. Maybe even harder to tackle than some of those guys you just said. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, 
honestly, I would have to look up how they compare size-wise, but Jalen Waddle is a solid comp, I think, for Luther Burden. And I wouldn't have thought... I, I don't know. Um, I think... I don't know. I think Luther Burden is ahead of where I imagined he would be at this point. And I think... Ennis Rakestraw was just did an interview and he was talking about going up against Luther Burden in practice and he kind of just smiled a little bit and was like he is really good yeah and he was talking about how Luther Burden doesn't care about his own stats he's just he you would never know he's a five-star player he just gets to work wants the team to win Mm -hmm. and every little clip you see of him from practice or the scrimmage highlights we've seen um the spring game spring game yeah he's just always making the he's correct play doing what he does and looking smooth and effortless here comes the butt no i'm that's the type of player that in their first season in the sec comes out and catches uh 29 passes for 380 yards and four touchdowns that's fine that's rational i'll accept it and then double it next year sure yeah, it's uh, we we have lofty expectations, and even if he is everything that we thought he was going to be, it it might take a little bit of time to get there. But I do love like kind of the humility from him and like Dominic Lovett. Like some of the things I've heard from them in interviews, it's kind of like they understand that kind of freshman wall is really really hard to get over, and they're you know they're looking long term, and I really love that from the leaders on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, you know we're getting that from Brady Cook as well. Um, Moving on to, I hope I cleared my name of any uh, Luther Burden. It's not up to me. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to the offensive line. We've got fewer oars, thank goodness. Uh, There is a clear-cut first-string offensive line of Javon Foster, Xavier Delgado, Connor Tolleson, Connor Wood, and Zeke Powell you feeling good with that yeah yeah I mean a little bit of a little bit of uh, lack of experience there right tackle if something happens to Powell it's a little scary I don't know who's going out there if that happens I don't know if it's true freshman Armand Membao potentially yeah on the list here yeah um no no real surprises there that was uh yeah and hopefully um Hyron White you know he's he's out for the first game He's just his injury status is just kind of like perpetually maybe and he's probably injured mm-hmm. but if he is able to to get healthy sometime this season then he'll obviously uh fill in there at right tackle and hopefully uh he's good to go soon all right moving on to the defense um defense was definitely a little bit easier to predict yeah no real surprises no huge surprises anyway uh We've got Jeff Coat and McGuire at the ends. Um, we've got Darius Robinson and Jaden Jernigan on the inside of the defensive line. That's a good group right there. And, you know, definitely questions, question marks behind the starters at on the defensive line and linebacker. There's definitely question marks behind the starters. But I feel really good about the starting group. Uh, Mm-hmm. I guess what would it be the the front six? Yeah, I agree. Then 
Uh, for linebackers, we've got Chad Bailey and Tyron Hopper. No surprises there. Uh, Damian Wilson and Will Norris uh, the are, will be backing up Chad Bailey. Devin Nicholson behind Tyron Hopper. So we did lose two linebackers to injury for the season. Not sure if they would have how they would have factored into this list, but they probably would. Um, Hicks probably would have been in that conversation with Wilson and Norris. I would say. Mm-hmm. Then at cornerback, the starters are Chris Abrams, Drain, and Ennis Rakestraw. No surprise there. Drayden Norwood, DJ Jackson, and LJ Hewitt will be the backups. Yeah, I've heard really good things about Norwood. I think we'll see plenty of him, even though he probably won't start. Um, that's that's a pretty good group right there. Yeah, Jackson got some starting experience last year. Yep. Yeah, good good young player. The star safety position, we've got Martez Manuel, followed by Dalen Carnell. Pretty solid. Uh, then the other safeties, Jalen Carlise and Joseph Charleston. Um, and backing up Charleston, we have Jelani Williams, who uh, has been talked up a bit mm-hmm. uh, from the coaches recently. Yeah. And then behind Carlise, we have Tyler Hibbler and Jamarion Wayne. Yeah, I feel like uh, that's really maybe the only thing that we didn't predict was kind of the backups for that position, Tyler Hibbler and uh, Jamarion Wayne. So it's good to see. Those guys, I mean, they're both uh, true freshmen, so hopefully there's no injuries there because they would be pretty green, mm-hmm. but uh, good to see that they're making an impact early potentially. Uh, special teams, the only real, uh, the only thing that was undecided was who was going to be punting, and it, Sean Keating will be the starting punter. Who's kicking? Harrison Mevis. Did you have to look? Yeah, I had to make sure. That's good. Yeah, just his. You never know, know. You know. Yeah, not not everybody. Job security. You know, That's not true. everybody has it. You gotta you gotta keep your job. You know, yeah. you gotta do enough to keep it. Right. Every week. You know, don't think it's secure. It's a battle. All right. So back to Louisiana Tech. If what's the best case scenario for this game for Mizzou? Uh, I mean, best case is we run away with it early, make them make them get uncomfortable and run plays they're not accustomed to yet obviously like you said 10 out of 12 guys on the starting offense are completely new uh and that in missouri just confuses them they just completely are in shambles on offense and missouri blows them out and sam horn comes in and looks good no injuries and i would add the defense looks impressive yeah i think one area of opportunity for sure that they talked about in camp too but maybe we could improve on last year was just causing turnovers and i know um chris abrams drain like had some really nice interceptions last year but outside of that like maybe carlise had a had a one or two here and there but i think this defense needs to just be more aggressive and a little more opportunistic and i mean got to be able to just flip the field with turnovers and stuff like that so i i definitely could see this game i could definitely see missouri forcing two or three turnovers mm-hmm. easily in this game whether yeah. it's you know fumbles or, or interceptions so it, it could get kind of fun okay so imagine they played this game missouri wins but you've got questions what what did the game look like if you're a little uncomfortable coming out of it yeah i think uh i mean especially in the first game of the year missouri's defense should just be fresh and and you know really fast out there and um they should just really dominate athletically 
with some of the studs we've got on in the secondary. So I, I think I'd be concerned if if uh, Louisiana Tech is just like easily moving the ball, scores like you know, twenty four plus points, um, or if maybe you know Brady Cook is scrambling a lot and just you know I think that he he can do that, but I just don't think that's like what they want to do necessarily. And, you know, if he's just not finding open guys and just kind of is resorting over and over and over to, like, scrambling out of the pocket and stuff, like, I think I'd be a little concerned about that with maybe some bad offensive line play or something like that. Um, You know, in this matchup, I'm really not – I don't think I'm terribly worried about the front, you know, the front six there. Um, But I think it's a good test for the secondary and it's a good test for Brady Cook. So I think those are two things I'll probably be watching the most. Yeah, and I think it's possible that the defense is – looks fine and is really not I wouldn't be worried about them if even if they give up some huge a couple huge touchdowns or something just because um, as long as Missouri wins comfortably it's just like okay yeah yeah. what what would make me what would give me pause is if Louisiana Tech is ripping off you know six eight twelve yard rushes all game long even if they can't sustain drives if they're breaking up uh, if they're running the ball up the middle for first downs fairly often, then it's going to give me a little, you know, flashback to last year. Especially in an offense is not really even like predicated exactly for that. Yeah, that would be concerning. Yeah. Um, so we're both. I, it sounds like we're both predicting a Missouri win. I'll go. You actually said the number twenty four points for Louisiana Tech. You you said something like if they score more than twenty four. I've got them right at 24. I've got Missouri winning this game 48 to 24. That's pretty that's pretty close to what I was thinking. I was thinking like 42-27 Missouri. And if they do score 27 points, yeah, that's kind of right in that range where it's like, yeah, I don't know if we can say this defense is ready and it might be a long season. Yeah, if they score 10 points in the last yeah, if it's like 4 minutes time, of the game, yeah. that's a different story. I agree. I'd love to see the Missouri defense hold them to, like, less than 20 points for all but the last five minutes of the game. Yep, I'm with you. I feel pretty good about that. Mm -hmm. Um, I see a crazy crowd, too. That's what I want to see. Yes. It sounds like uh, we've got a lot of listeners that will be attending. Um, A lot of guys on the Discord will be there. Good weather. Yeah. Night game. Who knows when we'll have another one that's honestly sad and true (laughs) um i did want to ask you i want to start uh picking this game against the spread the mizzou game against the spread each week um so we've got missouri favored by 19 and a half seems a little bit large yeah so i've got them i've got missouri covering that with my score prediction of 48 24 um i don't know if if Missouri's off, if we pull away early and Missouri's offense kind of shuts things down, mm-hmm. I don't think that they would, though, because we have running backs and a backup quarterback that need reps. So I don't think they'll shut it down completely. I don't know. That's obviously a good number if it's coming from Vegas. Yeah, but that's, that's you know, I'd probably, if I was just, like, off the top of my head, I'd probably set it around maybe 17 and a half or something like that. But it's it's not egregious. And Missouri could easily blow past that. So um, let's see. 
uh, we gave an actual score prediction, so there's no need to uh, pick it again. But um, yeah, I think mine was like I don't think I have Missouri covering in my prediction. Right. I think it's like 15. And I do, and the over under is 60 and a half, and I've got yeah. I've got them blowing we through that, have that pretty easily. easily. Yeah, which I, I mean I definitely think this could be a high scoring game just based on the the style stylistically. I think this yeah it could it could yeah. be a race. Yeah, the, it would be a pleasant surprise if Missouri's defense looked dominant mm-hmm. and you know if they hold Louisiana Tech scoreless for the first half oh gosh then that's a good sign mm-hmm. and that you know that'd be awesome kind of destroys any of these predictions but we, no, I, we'd be here for that sure and I know uh you know they've had quite a bit of turnover and they have a new coach and all this stuff but you know Louisiana Tech uh, definitely pushed some teams last year that would be on par with like a Missouri. I mean, they, I think Mississippi state, they mm-hmm. lost by one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, were there some other games that they were in close there? They beat a mutual opponent with Mizzou, North Texas. Um, was that just last year that Missouri yes. played North Texas? Jeez. Yes. Seems like forever ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Macklin was still on the team. Um, he transferred to North <laughs> Texas. Uh, yeah, I mean, they lost to some bad Conference USA teams, but then they they never really got blown out a whole lot. Um, so, yeah, they last year at least they made a lot of games competitive, even though they weren't very good. They had a pretty bad schedule. And, um, yeah, last year, yeah, they were 3-9, and nine, which sounds awful, but they lost 35-34 to 34 against Mississippi State. They lost 39 to 37 against SMU. They lost by about a touchdown to number 23 NC State. Mm-hmm. They got destroyed by uh, University of Texas San Antonio, who was <laughs> who was ranked in the top 25. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're just losing to losing to weird teams. But they definitely pl- they played very very well in the Power Five opponents that against the Power Five opponents that they had. Yeah, let's see if that carries over. Uh, they're ranked 113th out of 131 in SP Plus preseason predictions. Uh, I think that metric had them winning. They had them at four and a half wins. And I think it's got Mizzou at 5.9 or something like that. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah. All right, we're expecting a win. Defense, surprise us. Offense, do your thing. Should be fun. What's the um, first touchdown of the season? Ooh, I was actually going to ask you that earlier, and I totally forgot. Um, yeah, I think Missouri's going to start off really well in this game. Give me a, uh, give me an explosive play, like a forty-yard touchdown for Chance Looper. Hmm, that sounds good. I think they'll have a nice. I think they might have a few chunk plays, but they'll have a nice methodical drive. First, first drive. And uh, I'm going to copy Tristan from the Discord. He said, um, Brady Cook, uh, keeper, rushing touchdown. Sounds pretty good. I like it. What's the first play of the game going to be? Are they going to come out swinging? It would be uh, kind of disappointing if they just turned around and hand it off. I think, yeah. Give me I think a, they just take a shot. Give me a deep shot, but we'll have some underneath routes if that's well covered. Sure. So probably... Honestly, they'll probably have a deep route, and then he'll end up uh, checking it down to the running back or something. Yeah. Okay, one more. Um, 
Actually, two more. Okay. Does, does Luther Burden score a touchdown in this game? No. And if there are, uh, if, if there's a defensive turnover, what's the first one and who is it? Give me the classic. Give me a Chris Abrams drain interception. That's uh, he might he might take it all the way. Yeah. Oof. Pick six. Statistically, that's a pretty good guess. <laughs> all right, go win, go win, Mizzou, and let's pick the rest of the SEC slate and Nebraska. Nebraska. Oh, man. Getting off to a good start. Yeah. So Nebraska played last week and Vanderbilt played last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vanderbilt played Hawaii and just destroyed them. Yeah. Um, Nebraska played in Ireland against Northwestern. What were they? Were they? I think I saw Nebraska favored by 11 points. Yeah, something like that. I think uh, we were talking about it on Discord a little bit. They were 43rd in SP Plus, Nebraska, Nebraska. And Northwestern was like 89 or something like that. So Northwestern, and I mean, just watch, again, This it's like uh, for Nebraska fans, it's like a nightmare all over again where it's mm-hmm. like they looked so much better than Northwestern in this game. Like I felt like when I, I watched most of the game, honestly, and Northwestern just were boring on offense. Like they just, I don't know, they just kept – stumbling into these big plays nebraska looked much more like explosive and athletic on offense but just somehow choked it away and kept throwing interceptions and stuff somehow it's it somehow just, it was just so delightful yeah. sorry it's okay that's fine they're terrible they deserve it yeah what, what's your thoughts on uh scott frost at this point are you just, just well so i mean it's it? not looking good <laughs> that's for darn sure the are onside you, are, kick are you at the point where uh like uh, just go ahead and only win three games so we can move on and start over. Um, I guess. I mean, that's that pretty drastic. Like, yeah, oh well, <laughs> yeah, it is what it <laughs> so, is. I guess. So, yeah, well, ready I to know. sacrifice a whole season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll it see. gets to that point sometimes. I hope they keep him forever. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. He needs to get to a bowl game and then just you know stay around. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's best case scenario. Right. All right, what do we have? Oh, uh, since it's the first week and since we lost to the Patreon guest pickers last year, and I'll just say it, mostly on the back of JD, uh, one of our listeners who is just incredible at every little mini game we play. <laughs> uh, yeah, he won our fantasy football cha- uh, league last year. Won the fantasy year. football league at a really good bracket in the bracket challenge, and so we are putting him on the spot week one. Come defend your title. He's the people's champion. So we will be picking against him. The way this works is we pick all the SEC games, unless they're playing an FCS team and there's no uh, line or anything. And we pick Nebraska, and we pick them to lose. Most of the time. And we're usually right. uh, If you pick the correct, we're not picking against the spread. We're just picking the winner. And if you correctly pick an upset, then you get an extra point. And an upset is just whoever is predicted to lose according to Vegas. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Alrighty. take it away, Producer Cameron. Mm. Let's see, we got 10 games this week. There's, so. some, there's some dandies mm-hmm. On, mm-hmm. on the schedule. Week one, last week was actually technically week zero, I think I saw it called. So yep. Of course. Whatever. Of course. Week one, number 11, Oregon, at number three, Georgia. Georgia is a 17-point favorite. Georgia's what? at home? Yep. 17 points. Okay, yeah, I mean, this is going to be fascinating because obviously Georgia lost like their almost their entire defense to the NFL, 
but we're gonna really see how their you know their recruiting is tested. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, honestly, 17 points sounds pretty big for a team that's not known for explosiveness and offense. Believe it or not, their depth was okay on defense last year. I think Georgia win. Yeah, I think Georgia wins a close game. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think Georgia wins, and I don't think it's gonna be that close. I mean, they lost Samir White. They lost James Cook. They lost George Pickens. Yeah. Some other dudes that we don't know yet are there waiting yeah, in wings. Exactly. Yeah. Would be nice. I'll take Georgia and Daddy JD also takes Georgia. Okay. Daddy JD is said. Yep. That's his name on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Number twenty three, Cincinnati at number nineteen, Arkansas. Arkansas is a six point favorite. It's a good game. Oh, I just want Arkansas to lose I so bad. I hate Arkansas. <laughs> I got I got to go with Arkansas. I think they just uh, you know KJ Jefferson. I he's he's a good player. Uh, Cincinnati lost Desmond Ritter. They lost uh, Jerome Ford or whatever his name is. Yeah. Not Gerald Ford. Uh, they lost former president Gerald Ford. Yes, they lost him, <laughs> and they lost like Sauce Gardner. Cincinnati. I don't think they reload like Georgia does, and I think they lose. Yeah, Arkansas is going to win probably. Give me Arkansas. Let's do a convincing of an argument. Yeah. Should I, just let, I should just let you guys pick first. Yeah, maybe. Thanks for that. Yeah, you're welcome. And JD picks Arkansas. All right, we've got to mix it up at They're some point. All right, we've got Troy at number 21, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a 21.5-point favorite. Ole Miss, another um, like top 15 SP Plus team that's not getting the, the poll – Votes, yeah, like they maybe should. Ole Miss, they lost Matt Corral. True, scary at all. I don't, I don't know much about Ole yeah, Miss. Yeah, they're this gonna year. win. They're supposed to be good. Yep. All right, I got Ole Miss, and so does JD. Number seven, A lot of SEC homers in here. Yeah. <laughs> Number seven, Utah. Seven. At, yeah. Utah, good. Florida. Oof. Utah is a three-point favorite. Utah by it, a million. It's at Florida, yeah. you said? Yeah. Utah's going to go drain the swamp. <laughs> I say. I did not know Utah was ranked that high. They're good. They might, they're they going to make the playoffs. You took Utah by a million? Yeah. Like a million points? Yes. Okay. Utah to the playoff. I'm calling it now. Okay. Wow. wow. Easy now. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody will remember when it doesn't happen. <laughs> Who do you want, producer Cameron? I'll take Florida. Okay, give me Utah. JD takes Florida. Okay, okay. Okay, getting interesting. Miami, Ohio at number 20, Kentucky. Kentucky is a 16.5 point favorite. Okay, Kyle, you think Kentucky's a fraud of a team, and you think they're going to lose it. a bunch of games I this year, and now's your opportunity. Prove it, he points at me. <laughs> yeah, I would say uh, I, do, I definitely do think Kentucky has some regression this year. Uh, they lost their offensive coordinator. They um, have some suspensions for some key, key players. Uh, Chris Rodriguez is going to miss a few games. True. Starting running back. Uh, they will have no problems whatsoever with Miami, Ohio. Yeah, I'll take Kentucky. Kentucky all around. Utah State. Utah at, and Utah State. Wow. At Alabama, number one Alabama. Alabama is a... 41 and a half point favorite. Oh <laughs> my God. Yeah, I'll take Alabama. Yeah, I'll just write that down. Everybody on Alabama. Yep. 41 points in a spread. 
Memphis at Mississippi State. Mississippi State is a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. I think Memphis is bad. Um, I got to take Mississippi State. Yeah, give me Mississippi State. Everybody on Mississippi State. That could be a high-scoring game. Yeah. Georgia State at South Carolina. South Carolina is a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. That doesn't seem like very much. Mm-mm. Georgia State must be sneaky. Yeah, okay, I, I take the over for sure on that. Don't I'm not. This is not okay. Whenever I say this, this is not betting advice necessarily. Are you saying you take South Carolina? If I was gonna bet, I would take the over or the. Uh, I, <laughs> South Carolina would cover for sure. <laughs> it, Kyle is a seasoned sports better, as you can tell. <laughs> True. Yeah, South Carolina all day. Everybody on South Carolina, Florida State at LSU. LSU is a three-point favorite. What do you know about Florida State this year? Uh, they're going to disappoint like they have the last few years. That's the trend. Uh, LSU lost. Remember, like, their starting quarterback just, like, walked, like, yeah. maybe, like, a month ago? He yeah. took his uh, NIL money. Yes, and just was like, yes, yeah. Yeah, and, and so now – that guy's gonna start that guy yeah uh from arizona daniels. state yeah jalen yes jalen daniels yes is, go- is most likely gonna start he was the uh, transfer from arizona state that visited mizzou and it was like yeah i mean everybody it's not thought like that he was, was a like deal. legitimately going to come to mizzou yeah yeah uh, now he's the starter for lsu <sighs> oh man it's a toss it's at lsu mm-hmm. yeah i'll take lsu jeez they're only three point home favorites are they going to be bad this year? I hope they are. Oh, yeah. Because uh, they have Brian Kelly now, and he is an absolute loser. And they have uh, Makai Wingo. That's true, too. <laughs> Any uh, thoughts on him? No. Okay. <laughs> Seems like a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, LSU for the win. I'll take Florida State. Okay. And JD takes LSU. Wow. All right. Last game. North Dakota at nebraska there's no line <laughs> there's no line Not north dakota's find. fcs oh um are they good fcs i think you think um, north dakota state sometimes they're like north dakota state south dakota state last year they got beat by missouri state but Ooh. missouri state made the playoff but north dakota has been known to make the playoff okay i'm stewing on this a little bit me too go ahead <laughs> who are you picking well who do you think freaking nebraska Gosh, I'll, terrible I'll take I'll take Nebraska. Is it? I guess this is just a one point game, regardless. There's no like Ooh. line. I think if you pick North Dakota and they win, you get two points. All right, go ahead. I'll pick. Uh, I'll take Nebraska. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, I, I still can't do it. <laughs> Nebraska still just is too too explosive. All right, it'll be close. Everyone's got Nebraska. All right, All good. Right. Week so who, one. Who am I rooting for? Utah. Yeah. And LSU. Mm-hmm. These mm-hmm. are the games we were kind of differing on. Yeah. And um, North Dakota. Yeah. I'll take the L there. How quick till? How soon will we see the kid from TikTok that says Cone? Cone. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> what? He is already going to do like a stadium tour. They already got him on Chipotle's. Uh, Chipotle's. Uh, Social media saying cone. Yeah, I saw that. And next up, Nebraska, I bet. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. I was already, see- yeah, I was seeing a bunch of stuff on social media last week. Uh, people 
tying those two entities together. I hope that if that if that poor kid's getting exploited, oof. Uh, you better be getting compensated. Yes, definitely. Nil. Yeah, get that. Yeah, get him an attorney. Seriously. Um. All right. Those are the picks. That's the week one preview. And anything else? We're about forty-eight hours away. Right now, we're going to be even closer. When you listen to this, can't wait to get a nice hot dog and some Luther Burden chips and a lemonade. Enjoy the game. Can't wait to uh, just be back in that old environment, <laughs> watching the old pigskin. Yeah, say say a few more things like that. Okay, that's all. I, I can't think of anymore. Okay. Just, Are you gonna order food from your phone and then go get a, go get it out of a locker? Probably not. No, probably not. Sounds way Maybe too complicated. It does sound a little complicated, but you don't like have I to stand. I gotta download an app for this. You don't have to stand in the line, I guess. That's okay, well that's certainly the appealing. Idea. Will there be a line to get to your locker? No, it's your locker. Everyone has their own. I don't know. Wait, I have like my own. Like this is Kyle's locker. Say your name on it. No. <laughs> you can I, buy one. There's. You don't have your own locker, and there will not be a line to get to your locker. I know nothing about this system. I can guarantee those two things. Special thank you to our Patreon supporters at the $10 level and above. Britt Treese, Brian Smith, Ryan Demore, Tristan, Ben Smith, Parker, Daddy JD, Louis Hernandez, Tim Keens, Tyler Harsel, Brandon Garofalo, and Brandon Hanks. Thank you. Thank you very much, gentlemen. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter, at Mizzou Sports Pod. And you can send us an email at MissouriSportsPod at gmail.com. You can find our t-shirts and stickers on our online shop, MissouriSportsPod.BigCartel.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you next week.